1: And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Now, my guest today says to achieve larger goals, gently expand the circumference of your comfort zone to the edge of its safe boundaries. And joining me on today's show is Stacey Hall. Now, Stacey, she is the founder of Success with Stacey Hall and she's best known for her groundbreaking social media marketing training program, Go For Yes, which has helped thousands of people to attract more sales, customers and employee satisfaction as well as success. Now, Stacey, she is an acclaimed international speaker who gained recognition for her TEDx talk and her mission is to help entrepreneurs attract and connect with their ideal audience to help them solve their audience's problems while leave a legacy that lives on long after they are gone. So on today's show, Stacey's going to share how to discover your innate personal power within the comfort zone of your core values and your personality traits. She's going to talk about how to grow your audience and make sales in a way that feels comfortable, feels right and fulfilling. She's also going to talk about how to apply her alignment marketing formula and what that is and so much more I am sure. Welcome to the call Stacey.
0: It is a joy to be in the studio with you. It certainly
1: is. It's inter- it's wonderful with technology and I know that much of what you're going to talk about today also is able to leverage the wonderful technology that we have at our fingertips. We can be having this conversation, sharing valuable knowledge and expertise, which I know you're going to do in a moment, around the world and we are not in the same studio, but still coming together and to collaborate and share this message. So wonderful, wonderful. I love the title of your program, Go For Yes. It just kind of inspires this empowerment and getting into action and and all of uh, that. So give us a little bit of a snapshot of the journey which led you down the path to where you are today, Stacey.
0: Well, it, it starts in childhood actually because my father who had not planned to go into sales, but couldn't find a job in his field as a geologist, um, became a salesperson because everybody said he was good with people. And he was very good with, he was a very much a people person. What he wasn't was cut out for the traditional sales training. That was the only thing that was discussed then. Now it's still 90% of what's the training out there, but there's a 10% of us who are starting to say, Let's put an end to the go for the no. Let's put an end to thinking that we're automatically going to get objections. Let's put an end to the spammy, pushy way of being. And so watching my father not so much fail as choose to not want to play in that world, and growing up around all these these sales tapes and messages that he was playing around the house, I said there had to be another way as well but i didn't really think i would be the one to bring another way it's really just evolved as i went from the corporate world into working with entrepreneurs 25 years ago i've been teaching what's in my book today all along i had another book that came out 20 years ago with similar concepts but over the last 20 years really finding my voice in this concept of, can we stop going for the no? And can we get back to our comfort zone, which does not mean getting back Anne-Marie to be lazy. You know, that's what people think. It's, it's, you know, comfort is lazy. Pushy is strong. And Mm. the two are completely not what they're about. So that's where I'm at. And I look forward to more of your questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, for sharing us some context around that. Always interested in the backstories, the story behind the story, so to speak. So in the introduction, we said that your program, go for yes was the groundbreaking social media marketing training program. And so when we're talking about sales, I would like you to, to build a bridge, if you will, because often people think of sales in, in a silo here, yet when we're talking about social media, it is about sharing message. It's about giving the, getting the voice out there, providing value. The two go hand in hand. So the social media platforms we use and the message that we continue to send out very much impacts what happens down the track once we even get into a sales conversation. Speak a little, a little bit more about that because I know many entrepreneurs still have a bit of a, an, not an issue, but they don't see that they're very much interconnected. Yes,
0: they're more than interconnected. One leads to the other if we allow it to occur organically. It's when we it's literally putting the cart before the horse. When we put sales up front and then social media to drive the sale, that things tend to turn upside down. If we use social media as it was intended to be social to meet people the way we would if we were meeting them face-to-face, if we would be putting ourselves in places where we're likely to meet people that want to meet us, right? let us That's what we've done since we were children. You go play at the playground, right? You gravitate towards kids who look like they're nice and want to play with you. You don't just go around going, I, hello, hello, do you want to play with me? Do you want to play with me? Like We don't do that as children. So this is i think i made the point there now here's how social media allows us to make sales mm-hmm. <clears throat> we get to know someone we know them because they have shared their personal information whatever they want us to know about them is out there on social media if they want us to know so this is another thing Anne-Marie. I see so many people say to me, well, I'm not getting responses back from my messages when I reach out to connect. And I'll say, well, let's take a look. When was the last time the person posted on their profile page? Eight months ago? Well, they're not not responding to you. They're not social. So we want to make sure that we're getting to know people who want us to get to know them in the first place. Then we want to have conversations to get to to know them, to see if they like us, if we like them. If we're doing that with people who likely will need our products and our services, because they're saying by being where they are on social media, the groups they're in, the posts that they're making, the people that they're connecting with, the people they're following, they're letting us know what they're interested in and what they want more of. If we want to give them more of that, they're likely to let us give them more of that if we've taken our time to get to know them. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I say in the book. I, I explain the process of know, like, and then the moment where there is trust built, like in any friendship, not artificially manufactured trust, true trust that it just happens because we like each other, then we can start making suggestions and people hear it as suggestions. They don't hear it as spam. They don't hear it as a push. They don't go running away. And if we give them the space to be able to say yes, they say yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so true. So true. You know, something that you said earlier in the context and in sharing how you observed your father and how he went and did a lot of different sales trainings, and he just did not feel comfortable with the training to suit his style, his personality. I know that you want to spend a little bit of time today sharing how we can discover our innate personal power within the comfort zone of our core values and personality traits. I think this is so key because I'm sure you would hear many conversations, and I've heard this from coaches, oh, I'm no good at sales. Yet, actually, they don't realize that you're good at relationship building. It's just some of the techniques and tactics that you're taught don't align with your core values and personality traits. So, if you were to change your approach to suit your core values and personality traits, it's not something that all of a sudden you have to do who you are anyway, and it's a continuous extension of that relationship building. How can we start to discover what that is for ourselves, Stacey?
0: Well, you said that so beautifully and perfectly. I'm just beaming because you know, we, we see the world the same way. The way it begins is by asking ourselves, what are the core values? What are the principles that we build our life on? What are our beliefs? We ask us. We ask ourselves. We make a list of those. We prioritize that list. Like if you could only have three things that you live your life by, what are those three things? Now, those questions are never asked in interviews. And they're not politically incorrect. Like, Anne-Marie, I could ask you, and it wouldn't be considered weird. I'm just curious, Anne-Marie, what are your core values? You, you don't have to answer. But I'm saying there's nothing inappropriate about them but it never yeah. gets asked it, it not in an interview, not when we're starting to connect with other people, it's like taboo. Mm-hmm. So we don't find out their core values till we're deep into the relationship. So if a salesperson is deep into being hired by the company and then all of a sudden they start to feel like what they're being asked to do doesn't align with their core values, they only really have one option, and that is to leave and go find another. Well, in this day and age, that's happening. The statistics of how many people are leaving sales jobs to either go find another one that's more in conjunction with their belief system or leaving completely because they can't find one that is. It's pretty devastating. So where people are going out of corporate sales, a lot of them are going into network marketing, but they're going from the frying pan into the fire because they it looks like they're independent business folks, but all they have is to sell these same products. And the more they get involved with the company, many of them are saying, well, I don't align with that philosophy. I don't want to sell that way. So you and I are saying the exact same thing, and this is a problem. The solution is with us, where we, before we align ourselves with any product or service, we say what we stand for, and then we look for opportunities to represent companies or ourselves from that place
1: yeah I, I just so agree with you on, on that and I remember it's, it's almost like when you compare it to going to various time management courses there are v- various styles and our character that once we understand that and this is the same with when, when we're talking about selling and, and sales when once we realize that we can bring our whole self to the conversation and I'm uh, I'm quite happy to share. I mean, my core values, some of the core ones, but the underlying one is freedom. Freedom is so important to me, but freedom to be who you are. Obviously, you don't want to be harming others or, or, um, you know, individuals around you, but integrity and excellence and authenticity are so important to me. And so I will often say right at the, the forefront, look, because you know this may be a, an opportunity where we're getting to know people better, but I will never do a sales pitch. I will ask questions and share at the end, if I think it's a good fit, how we might be able to work together. The choice is yours ultimately. And so taking away that whole, because often you know we think, oh, where's the pitch coming? When's the pitch coming? But it's not actually find out who What are the issues and problems and challenges? Do you have a solution? Are you better placed to support them? And I think when we look at, well, what are our core values and how can we bring that to the conversation, um, then that doesn't feel uncomfortable, does it, because it's who you are and how you show up.
0: Exactly. So, for example, I was on the receiving end today. I've been building a friendship with a very well-known sales expert worldwide And I had reached out to him and said, actually, I'm going to say he's he's featured. He's one of the people who lent his wisdom in selling from your comfort zone. So shout out to Jim Britt. We've been talking about doing a webinar together. And and I had approached him originally to do that. And so we were chatting about it today. He asked me, so what else is going on in your world? And I told him about a, a particular physical issue that has arisen. And he said to me, "May I tell you about something that could help you?" Now it was you could say he was waiting for the opportunity. He didn't know what I was going to say when he said, "What else is going on in your world?" He had no idea what I was about to tell him. Mm-hmm. He was just being a friend. He's like, "Could I tell you about something that I've come across that might help? Would you like to know about it?" And because I know him, because I trust him. Because I know him not to be a pushy, spammy guy, I felt completely safe in saying, please tell me what you want because I am actually looking for some solutions right now. He proceeded to tell me a little more than I really even needed because he started to tell me what I wanted to hear. I let him finish and I said, okay, send me the link. Send me the link. That's what going for the yes is. He He participated in the conversation we were planning to have. Mm -hmm. His question could have been and probably was because he's an expert to see what else was on my mind, which, as you said, Anne-Marie, that's exactly what friends do. So what else is going on in your world? Catch me up. People will generally say what's going on. And if they're having a struggle and you're a good friend, they'll tell you they're having a struggle. Mm -hmm. And if you actually have something that might help them overcome the struggle, all you have to do is ask, would you like to know about something I've heard about that might help you too? And they're going to say yes.
1: That's right. That's right. We make things so complicated, don't we, sometimes? We really do. We overcomplicate things. And then what ends up happening, uh, it becomes almost like a scripted type thing. And that that feels just awful too, doesn't it? And no wonder Uh, because we're we're trying to hold all of these things in our heads, which is kind of like – Just don't do that. Just don't do that. I love that. Thank you for that wonderful reminder. Let's talk about then how to grow our audience and to then even, you know, think about sales in a way that really feels comfortable. It feels right. It feels fulfilling. I mean, you've already touched on so many of those aspects, but let's talk about it from the viewpoint of growing that audience.
0: Yeah. Very specific. So we're all entrepreneurs here. We all know why. Hopefully i gonna say this, I am mean, going to trust that everybody here knows why they're selling what they're selling. And everybody has their own personal story of why they're selling what they're selling. For me, I support entrepreneurs to leave a legacy that lives on long after they're gone. Who would need that is somebody who wants to make a difference who has a message and wants to make a difference. So where I'm gonna start is thinking about who are the people who are already in process of attempting to make a difference? Authors, speakers, coaches, primarily, consultants. That's my audience, that's my ideal audience. I'm gonna go hang out with them. I'm not gonna go into knitting groups because I don't knit, right? Mm. If I did knit, I might go into a knitting group and I might ask in the group, if it's allowed in a Facebook or LinkedIn in the group, I might ask anybody else here a coach and and you love being able to work for yourself so that you have plenty of time to knit, maybe I would. If I'm on Instagram, if I'm on TikTok, if I'm on YouTube, I'm gonna follow the hashtags that people put in their messages to find the coaches, to find the speakers, to find the podcast hosts, right? To to find those people and hang out with them. Too often, Anne-Marie, instead of thinking like that, who who do I want to hang out with because they're likely to want to hear my message and we are very much like, because I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. I mean, I've got plenty to talk about with them. But too often, people look at, Let's just say the widget that they're selling. The company says this is what the widget does. And the salesperson goes out to everybody, everybody in their message. Doesn't hone in on that. Figures that they'll just tell the whole world about this widget and the people who need it will come to it. but that's not the way social media works anymore now even if they saw your message somehow they're going to go oh widget i can probably get that cheaper without having to talk to anybody and they get that product they put it in their google search or whatever they're using they find somebody who's discounting it or they get a coupon or whatever They've now bought that product. and You would never know they heard about it from you. People don't need to know where to buy another product. This is my my statement. People do not need to know where to buy another product. They don't even need another product. People need people who care. First and foremost, right now, more than ever. People that will listen to them. Well, hold them in their heart, just like my friend did today. He said, my goodness, I understand what you're going through. I don't know if you'd like it, but I have something that might help you as you're dealing with this, as you're repairing the the situation. He heard me. Mm -hmm. And he told me specifically why he wanted to tell me about this product. I wanted to hear it from him. I wanted to hear his personal story of how he used it. I want him to hold my hand and guide me to buy it and to be able to have him to ask questions of. Yes. This is what people want. They do not need another billboard. So Mm -hmm. that was a long-winded answer. That is how we match ourselves, get into alignment with an audience that's like us and would want to use the same things we're using.
1: Yeah. Do you find, and and all of the things that you've said just make so much sense, do you find then that with entrepreneurs, often what they do, they may do some of the things that you said, but they just give up because they may not see results instantly. I mean, relationships take time, don't, don't they? So speak a little bit more about the consistency, but over time, and actually this beautifully, now that I see the third point, the alignment marketing formula, share what that is. and then I think you can respond to that through uh, sharing how we can apply this formula.
0: Okay, so the formula is very simple. Alignment plus belief times consistency will always, always, always equal sales, satisfaction and success. It just does. Mm -hmm. Alignment is what we've been talking about. The aligning with myself and my values, aligning myself with what I'm going to sell because it fits my core values and my mission and my calling. Aligning with the people who are similar to me, who would then likely want this product or service as well, right? That kind of alignment and aligning with where I'm going to meet them because that's where they're hanging out. Mm -hmm. The belief piece is right in the middle because without belief in our alignment we will not take consistent action. So an answer to your question, yes. It doesn't take a lot of time to build up friendships. I've made sales after just two private messages with someone because I met them in the right place. I asked them how they were doing. They told me, I said, if I could show you a really quick way to solve that problem, would you want to get on a quick call with me? Yes, we have a 15 minute call and they've purchased. And then I I don't run away. I'm still around. I have ways to stay in touch with them. So it doesn't have to take a long time. But I'm able to do that because I believe in what I'm selling actually does support certain people with certain problems. And that's what I focus on. I don't focus on me. I focus on my belief that I can help them yes that certainty that belief translates into confidence not fake true stability people feel that stability that stability instills trust so when i then offer something not for a lot of money a small amount of money because a lot of money requires a lot of trust a small amount of money just a little bit of trust they're willing to say yes And if I do this consistently, meet my audience, believe I can serve that audience, consistently serve that audience. And I'm talking about in my content, wherever I'm putting my content, making sure that I'm talking about the things my audience wants me to talk about. Not confusing them by talking about this, that and the other thing, just what they want to talk about. Mm. I'm going to get sales satisfaction and success over and over again. So that's the alignment marketing formula. and So many people are using it now all around the world and they're reporting to me. They're getting the same results and I know it works.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things, and I want to just backtrack to this, to what you said and pick up on that, because this is something that I often see very much happening in the space of the audience that you share, because we, we serve a similar audience and, you know, talking about consistency, they think, well, I am sharing my message. But when you have a look at the message that you're sharing, it's actually inconsistent. So they're consistently sharing an inconsistent message. And that's one of the things that uh, I think it's very important for them to, if the message isn't working and you are consistently sharing it, maybe go back and have a look at the message you're sharing, because it may be confusing your audience rather than really, you know, providing clarity and value.
0: Absolutely. They they say a confused mind will always say no. And When I'm working with a client right from the beginning, I look at what they've been putting out up to the point that we start coaching together. Inevitably, I see no theme. It's whatever's top of mind on that particular day. People, time is the new currency. People don't have time to see things that are, are, not a value to them. Now, if they're scrolling through reels, that's another because they're quick, right? And you're just scrolling through reels and yes, 20,000, 60,000 people will look in a reel. How many people will actually make a comment on it is a fraction? Mm-hmm. Because they're just they're just there to be entertained. They're not there to be engaging with anybody. If we want people to engage with us, we have to show up as stable. That's a word that doesn't get used a lot. Stability of message, consistency of message does get, it's the same thing, but it isn't about, as you said, consistently just blabbing. It's identifying what does my audience think about, what are their concerns, what do they want to learn, what do they want to know how to do better. That's what I'm going to be talking about in my posts.
1: Yes. Or my real. So you-
0: or my yeah. yeah.
1: When you are speaking to people uh, who perhaps are struggling with sales, one of the things that I've heard, and this is not just in the area of sales, but in the area of any part of of business, often we look at what is immediately in front of us and we assume that that thing which we're staring at, in this case it's sales, is the actual issue. However, from what you have shared today, we've realised that the bridge, the relationship starts way, way, way back in the message that you're sharing and being clear on your core values and being in alignment with that, believing that you can support someone through services and offerings. And so for people who are listening today who are, who are thinking, I was working on the sales aspect, i have never even thought about seeing what my message was and if I'm really aligned with my core values out, and this brings me to my question, how do the people that you have supported, Stacey, have you found that many people think that they're struggling with sales, not even recognizing that actually it's the steps prior that really we need to focus on? And then, as you said, it'll just come into, what's the portion, proportion of people?
0: I would say when I first meet them, it's 100% because entrepreneurs put their focus on This is the common phrase. They need leads and sales, right? What do Mm -hmm. you need? I need leads and sales. Or I need to be able to spend more time on my business. Or I don't know what to post about. Those are the three main issues that I hear all the time. They all go back to tell me who your ideal audience is. Mm -hmm. And I never get a straight answer at the beginning. These are folks who will tell me, and this is because of the way they were trained. It's not that I don't want to put, you know, cast stones at any individual. The reason they come to me for coaching is because they need help. But they've been told, go sell the product. Mm -hmm. So when I say, who's your audience? And they go, oh, anybody who's got pain, right? Or anybody who's got gut problems or Anybody who wants to be able to get out of debt. That's not an audience. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. It's not an audience. An Mm -hmm. audience is, can we come back to you? Now, why are you selling this product? What is it doing for you? You are what? So if you look at me, you know, I'm a woman over 50. I am a coach and a speaker and i'm somebody who wants to be able to get a message out to a wider audience and i have limited time so that my is limited time and doing my best to learn which social media outlets would be best for me like if if i wasn't the expert i am who was i before i became the expert yes that's who i was i now have an audience there are tons of women entrepreneurs over 50 looking at time running out, having limited time already, not quite sure which social media platforms to be on, not sure how to communicate through those. There's my audience. Mm. Those are the people I'm going to go talk to. Yeah. If I you know, and if anybody were to ask me if we had an audience here, this is one of the things I love to do and it's what I do with my clients. I help them identify who their audience is based on who they are.
1: Yeah, and and who is really going to resonate with the message and what they will will share, which is so important because as you continue to share that message, that person and when you if you find out where they tend to typically hang out, uh, they're going to listen, aren't they? Or they're going to read, they're going to watch because they know that you're speaking specifically to them because you are and and you've done that uh, research and you know. We have just scratched the surface, but I know that there's been incredible value in what you've shared. For those people, Stacey, who you've just shared, who you help, they think, oh, that's me. Uh, How can they connect? How can they find out more about how you might be able to support them?
0: Well, the first thing I would say is wherever you are in the world – Get a copy of Selling from Your Comfort Zone because it can save you a lot of money even if you just get the book because I go step by step and I give you the questions and I give you the steps, not a script, but the steps to put together your own formula for how you're going to get an alignment, how you're going to create belief in yourself and how you're going to stay consistent to getting sales satisfaction and success based on your core values. So get the book. And from there, you'll be able to <laughs> find me. But I will also say I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm Success with Stacy Hall. On LinkedIn and Facebook, I'm Stacy Hall One. And I'm sure, Emory, you're going to share the information here as well yes. wherever MD this is China. But just I, I have lots of free courses. That I'm happy if you reach out to me, ask me for any of my free Go for Yes courses. Happy to share them with you. And uh, I do have a newsletter and I do have groups uh, on LinkedIn and on Facebook where I'm sharing tips every day. So love to meet your audience. And I really appreciate you giving me that opportunity to tell people I'd love to meet you.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Well, that is my absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing your value and insights on the show today. And please reach out to Stacy and grab a copy of your book as well. Thanks so much, Stacey, for coming on the show.
0: Emory, I have been so honored to be in your studio. Your questions really brought things out of me I've never said before, so thank you. Oh,
1: thank you, my pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network.
0: For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.